0: Welcome to this podcast series from Hexagon Wealth. In this series, we will talk about all things wealth, worth, and well-being. We will deep dive into each of these topics, know what they really mean, and understand from our experts on how to live in abundance. Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all the related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory hello and uh, welcome back to our podcast on all things wealth worth and well-being before we jump into the next topic huge thank you for all the people who have actually taken time to listen to our podcast and sent in some wonderful feedback thank you so much for that today's guest once again is shrikant bhagwat managing director at hexagon wealth welcome shrikant good to have you again
1: hi Kiran, and uh, thank you
0: so last time we had a chat about wealth, and uh, this time around it's going to be be worth so as we normally do let's uh, define worth in your own nice words yeah. yeah.
1: English words have multiple meanings. So is the case with worth. If you were to have a look at what the Cambridge dictionary would say about worth, it says it is the value that one gives to their life and achievements. That is one angle of worth. The other angle of worth is the financial angle, which many of us are familiar with. What we say net worth, which is the sum of all the assets that we own, plus the liabilities, what we owe to the rest of the world. So this is considered one's net worth.
0: So the life goes on between net worth and not worth. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe start with not worth and eventually end with net worth and better than net worth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can we discuss a little bit about the difference between Intrinsic and the ec- extrinsic worth, and you know, obviously, we spoke about work connected to oneself. So, how does that impact one's uh, sense of self?
1: The first time that I really began to observe this was when we got deeper into financial planning. You know, in the process of planning one's life goals and needs and making assessments of how achievable these goals are, we also plan what is the kind of life insurance that the person needs to keep their family secure. After these exercises, which would stretch over a couple of weeks and multiple uh, meetings and iteration. I found that our clients would feel far better at the end of the exercise. There would be a kind of a feeling of security that would overcome them and blanket them and their families altogether, because obviously they all share the same worries, the same concerns. What if I don't reach my goals? What if I cannot achieve my dreams? What if something happened to me suddenly and would my family be on the streets? And you rest all these fears, you give them a solution. You give them a path out, which is achievable. And the sudden sense of security and calmness that comes upon them made a lot of difference to their lives. Many of them would go back to work much happier. Many of them would feel far more contented and did not have the need to run after needless things. And an overall sense of happiness allowed them to think in different manners. It opened up their mind. When the mind is stressed, one does not think in lateral directions always. When the mind is free, then it begins to ex- begins to explore so many other things. This process of exploration, going beyond what they did 9 to 5, made them feel better. So the first feeling of security gave them confidence. This confidence made them work better. It made them explore new things and uh, open up facets of themselves, their personalities, which they never knew existed. All this made them feel better in a way, which I say enhanced self-worth. It may start somewhere with financial planning but it goes in very different directions eventually.
0: Very nice. So when we spoke about wealth last time, there were elements of intangible nature. So even in the work, there are elements of intangible
1: nature. Definitely. I think uh, when you're looking at self-worth, it's all, all of it is intangible. The moment you take taken material wealth out of the equation, it's all intangibles only. You've written a poem, you've gone taken a nice photograph, you've learned to play a sport. What does this do to you? There is a sense of pride in oneself that yes, I can do something more and this feeling that I can do something more that gives them a sense of belongingness in any community. That is self-worth. Regardless of what that achievement is, whether whether it has fetched them a rank or a competition should not matter and does not matter. The fact that they've been able to explore themselves and do something more beyond what they thought they could is what enhances self-worth and confidence. changes their relationship with society. With oneself as well. With oneself as well Kiran,
0: yes. This is very interesting, right? So there is obviously the rat race for the material world and obviously there is this happiness. How can one balance this in today's world?
1: This goes right back to the discussion on wealth. When uh, we thought that there has to be a fine balance between need and desire. Need can be limited, desires are unlimited. And uh, there's always a compromise. If you keep on chasing material desires which require more and more money then you get into a vicious cycle. More desire needs more money. More money needs more work. And more work means you are compromising on relationships and family etc. And you may entirely miss out on the self-worth, self- exploration part of your life when you are in that vicious cycle. So that balance is important and one has to uh, make some efforts to find that balance. That balance is different for each person. There's no formula, but if you make that effort, it comes about. One of our older clients whom we have been working with for more than 15 years, I would say. He's in colloquial terms a techie, but his passion is music. He loves singing. He's a Carnatic singer. He's a trained Carnatic singer. And his only aim has been to just save enough so that he can spend more time on teaching music. He probably went way beyond nine to five. He probably did nine to nine to be able to fund this goal of his. He found his balance there, that by keeping his desires limited, his earnings were sufficient for him to get to an earlier retirement and spend more time on teaching music, which is his passion.
0: You don't want to boil the ocean, but perhaps in Gurukul forms of schools, this was taught in a different way, but the current education system doesn't touch upon any of these, right?
1: Unfortunately, no. In fact, uh, today's education system focuses on competition. Whereas self-worth is not supposed to be relative, it is supposed to be absolute. Regardless of whether one uh, wins or loses a competition, it should not dent your self-worth. That you have tried, that you have learned, that you have done something beyond your own capability and benchmark should be enough.
0: Yeah, t- tell me this thing. I mean. I play with a lot of children every day and uh, competitive nature is there, but self-worth goes up when they win and it equally goes down when they lose. How can parents, teachers and, and people around basically, the coaches and everyone around us can influence the healthy sense of worth rather than encourage the, the competitive nature and hence the other sides of worth as well.
1: Yes, it is a whole ecosystem. The entire ecosystem, the entire society and that we live in focuses on getting to number one and doesn't allow anything else to happen. In advanced economies, there is a lot of leeway given to failure. You are allowed to fail and not bad. It's another lesson learned. and you get up quickly, there is no stigma attached to failure. But why is this only in prosperous countries? So there's a link somewhere. So we also see the same thing happening in India. Failure is no longer such a big stigma as it was earlier. You can fail in business as long as you learn from it and do something better next time. But there are areas in education which I don't think have transformed yet. The focus is not on learning, the focus is on getting number one. The focus is on getting through that entrance exam. The focus is never on learning.
0: True, so true, so true. Now, the the person who is in the journey of the self worth would look at the world different. How would the relationships get affected with the people around? Because if I am doing what I want to do, and in which I am finding my sense of higher work, obviously I care less about what's happening around.
1: Uh, so I have another take on that, Karan. The higher your confidence and the higher your feeling of uh, self-worth, you give more. You give more of yourself to around you. The moment you start giving more of yourself, you start getting back also a lot of it. Maybe compound it. I think actually it helps to strengthen relationships. Because insecurity is one of the biggest deterrents in relationship building. Enhanced self-worth actually will help you create stronger relationships with the people you love and at the workplace, whether you love them or not. <laughs>
0: yes, true. <laughs> If if you have to superimpose this with the age of social media, where your worth can be one in a second and, uh, you know, something else in another, next second. We're not even talking days. And in the world of instant gratification, how can one be stable with the sense of worth?
1: Social media is a deep dark hole in that sense. It's all about projecting oneself. So to the million other people who are seeing you project yourself. The conflicting thoughts that come up. Some are better than you, some are not better than you in their own uh, perspective. And this has been the cause of so many depressions, so many problems in mental health. It again comes down to comparing oneself with someone else. It's a relative measure which causes problems. So I would say that in the world of social media, one has to look at it dispassionately, not get carried away. One cannot become emotional about it.
0: So we spoke about wealth worth and well-being. How does the journey flow? We already had a chat about wealth and now we are talking about worth. And how do you connect the impact of wealth and worth on well-being?
1: Ah, superb. It's an evolution. As your wealth grows, as you are better planned and organized on the wealth front, your self-worth grows, your confidence and security grows. You start giving more to yourself. In the process of giving more to yourself, you discover a better world. And when you start giving more of yourself is when the real happiness starts. And that I would call the state of well-being, where there's no no place for selfishness. You're happy with what you have accumulated and you're ready to contribute to community and you're actually contributing to community. And that is when one would realize that the kind of happiness one gets from material things is a fraction of what one gets in terms of happiness by giving. So that is the ultimate state of well-being. One has to learn that. So you, you accumulate money and run after desires to give you only fleeting happiness. But if you're able to jump that, move up the scale and start giving instead of spending, that is well-being. The idea of all accumulated wealth is to create a sense of well-being.
0: Okay, I have to ask you this question. I was holding it for the another session, but when did this dawn on to you? Wealth, worth and well-being as the three mantras that you need to follow and help others experience that?
1: Yes. <laughs> It's an interesting one. You know, we've been practicing financial planning for almost a quarter of a century. And in this quarter of a century, not only have have I seen so many cycles in the markets. I've seen wealth being built up. I've seen wealth get destroyed. I've seen people grow in their lives. I've seen people go off track because of chasing material things. And when you sort of sit down, recollect all of it and see what worked and what did not work, you realize that this is the connection for the people it worked for. That they had gone through an evolution. And that root of the evolution was ABC reasons, which we do as part of our wealth management uh, process. That is when it started dawning upon me. And anyone who's even reading a bit of Indian philosophy and spirituality and is living that, will understand that this is the train to catch. It just requires that spark to bring everything down together and say, hey, yeah, this is what we want to do. And that became our mission. Whenever we have a new prospective client, we take them through a, a psychometric analysis to understand the deeper behavior, the deeper biases that they influence their behavior. And uh, I found that there were a certain set of people who were extremely connected to their future selves. They could visualize themselves what they would want to do in the future, what they want to be in the future and the path to it. You will not be surprised when I tell you that the common point behind this entire set of people was they were more spiritually oriented. So the spiritual orientation gave them a better sense of detachment, a better sense of duty and obviously they did not have to contend with challenges like greed. Extremely focused, very clear and that actually made them wealthier, (laughs) not an intangible but actually created more wealth for them because of that kind of detachment and focus. Strangely, it's paradoxical that you don't want it but you get it.
0: Awesome. Any final words
1: of advice on worth? Another point which I should have probably made earlier, this entire uh, factor of materialism, okay, which we see people of all ages subject to, it's not just youngsters, I see them across. The moment a new phone model is out, doesn't matter what it costs, they need to have it, isn't it? A new car is launched, they need to have it. A new gadget, a new television, whatever it is, if there is a new thing out there, they need to have it. Why? Because they are looking for happiness, but that happiness is not coming from within. It is coming from outside and doesn't last, because the moment a new model is launched, they discovered they were not happy. The happiness attached with acquisition goes away very quickly. So, you are always on the treadmill. You are never reaching anywhere. You're always looking for the next new model to buy and you're spending all that hard earned money. It's a never-ending tale. The only way to break out of it is to improve your self-worth by looking inside and not looking outside for it.
0: Very nice, very nice. On that the phone example that you've given, when I buy a phone, it's not actually sense of worth. But I might feel the impulse... Just for that, an instant. Just for an instant. And how can I, I cut myself? How do I make myself realize that buying this thing or achieving this thing is actually short-lived gratification than is real worth?
1: The way to get out of distraction is to get attracted to something that is more meaningful, <laughs> conversely. And one should have an eagle eye on what you want to do in the future and how are you going to live your lives in the future. If you want a comfortable life in the future, you need to be saving for it. You spend what is left over after saving. But what happens today is people save what is left after spending. Mm-hmm. Is the reverse of it, yeah. the converse. So the process of goal setting helps you figure out how much you need to be saving compulsorily. And whatever you have, you spend either way. By then you already got a discipline, a rigor, into your life and you begin to value the money. The moment you value the money, you know you start being more careful about how you spend it. Yeah, I mean, you don't fight the distraction but you find an attraction. Attraction. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay.
0: Beautiful. Very well said. Hmm. Don't worry about the distraction, just find your attraction and, and make it so strong that it doesn't matter. Yeah. The rest of it yeah. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. And that is your future self. That attraction is your future self. Attraction.
0: Super. This has been amazing. I think the, the journey of wealth, from wealth to worth, and I'm eagerly looking forward to the next step of well-being. Thank you so much, Shrikant. Wonderful having you again. Thanks so much for the insights.
1: Yeah, this is great fun. Happy to contribute, Kiran. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Do drop us a note if you want to hear more on this from our experts or have any clarifications.
0: The contact details are given in the description. Until next time, remember, All that matters is wealth, worth, and well-being.